0: Hey, welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast today. My name is Tim Price, and today I want to share with you five aspects to selecting great songs for worship services. Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. And we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Heading now to today's episode with Tim Price. Our role as the worship leader is to select the songs for worship, among many other roles. We did a quick poll on our Worship Leader Toolbox Facebook community group to see how worship leaders do go about selecting songs. And there was a variety of answers. Some do it alone. Others choose songs with their pastor. Others choose it with a small team of band members. Sometimes it's by seasons where you have a block of songs that you're going to use. Other times it's just an ongoing rolling collection of songs. Some worship leaders choose songs week by week. They put it out on Sunday night or Monday for their teams. Others plan ahead a few weeks and allow time for people to know what's coming up and prepare. Probably most worship leaders do some sort of combination of these styles, getting input, choosing songs, conferring with the pastor, and then being flexible as the worship service approaches to make sure to make a change if needed. In any case, I was just thinking of these five aspects to song selection for your church, and I want to share them with you here. The first one is the message, scripture, or theme. If you have the privilege of knowing what the message is going to be about in advance, then it's great to choose a couple songs that at least sort of help support that, that have some sort of part in helping to make that message more clear. If you're uncertain about the direction or find it difficult to choose songs to fit, and sometimes that happens, then we can always go with the common themes of praise and Jesus and hope, grace, and many others. You can choose the songs that are standard sort of songs that allow people to engage in worship. And when in doubt, choose the songs that help people sing to God and give praise and glory to Him. Now, there are a lot of aspects to this choosing of songs in this type of thing. Sometimes in a a message, you might get a sense from your pastor what the the direction is going to go as you wind down the service, how you're going to close it out. Does it need to be energetic, upbeat, or is there a song that's going to help people really since the moment and the invitation to follow God, to be obedient to the call to action that happened on this day. Other times you do know the messages may be plotted out for a sermon series or a semester or a year or whatever the case is with your leadership team. And in that case, there are opportunities for you to choose songs and put together the list. But I always like it, and this might just be personal opinion and personal preference, but I always want the worship team to support the work and role of the pastor of the church. And so if we're a couple weeks out and we've had the songs chosen for six weeks and the pastor comes and says, oh, this song will be a great fit. I want our team to stay nimble and flexible enough to be able to pull off a different song that's going to fit well for a closing or some other aspect of the worship that day. So the message and the scripture and theme is all part of that. The second one is the ability of your team members when selecting songs, good leaders take into account the ability of the people in their bands. Stretching your team is good. We definitely want to grow them in music. We want to give them opportunities to learn new things and learn new songs and you know, do different combinations of instrumentation or, or a different flow of songs with instrumental breaks or whatever the case might be. But it's better to have a great-sounding, simple song than a rough-sounding, complicated song. Just because a song is popular, just because it's on the radio, or just because you would really like to do it, part of our goal as a worship leader is to help get the best quality and sound out of the worship band. Again, this isn't for the idea that we're performing or putting on a show or creating a concert atmosphere, but it really is so that people can be inspired to sing and so that we're not putting up hindrances or walls to people being able to engage When something's not working well, the congregation becomes uncomfortable, and as they become uncomfortable, that becomes the focus, and it's difficult to sing. So one of the best things you could do is to take into account the people in your team for that day. Now, there are times whenever you may have students joining you for the worship day that that Sunday or that weekend, and in that case, you would definitely want to choose songs that they're able to do more than trying to figure out which songs fit perfect thematically. And there's a little big give and take there. If there's a day when you have a song that really needs to be done, you want to make sure that you pull in the group members who are able to pull it off. And so that's the first two, picking songs based on the message and the scripture and the theme. And the second is the ability of your team members. Here's the third one, the heart of your congregation. What is the heart of your church? There's a worship culture in each church, and part of the job of the worship leader is to help move it forward. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I was at a church one time where the worship leader just kind of nonchalantly and confidently said, yeah, when I got here five years ago, people just stood there and looked at me. We finally got them moving. We got them clapping a little bit, and they're singing a little. So I think we're, we're moving down the road. And he said it so confidently that I, I didn't take offense at all that the people in his congregation might have felt like they hadn't had the opportunity yet to worship. in in an outward kind of expressive way. But there are times when it seems like old or overdone or outdated songs just aren't able to help move people forward. Now, the opposite is also true. Sometimes, especially in the the wildly popular genre of worship music as it is today and the ever-changing new hit song and the top 100 on CCLI and all those things that really are helpful. But sometimes we get into the mode that if it's not new, It's not as spiritual. Well, the old overdone and outdated song at times might be the one song that you need for that moment. Just because Open the Eyes of My Heart has been sung a million and a half times does not mean you shouldn't sing it if that is the heart of your congregation for that service for that day. When people fall into the familiar, they can worship without restraint. It doesn't mean you want to stay on the familiar forever and ever, but you do want to allow your song choice to be based on the heart of your congregation. One time I heard somebody put it this way. There's no science to this. This is really about prayer and and knowing your people. But he said, choose the songs that are in the hearts of your people. Choose the song that they need to sing. And so that little phrase, even though I'm not totally sure how that can really totally be done, has stuck with me. I want to help people sing the song that's already in their heart. And that might mean sometimes when the church is hurting, that the songs are more, uh, lament oriented. And when the church is really celebrating that it's just upbeat and rocking. And, um, you know, there's other things that you would do based on the heart of your congregation. If your church is, uh, outwardly visible in worship and everyone is free to do that, then you can push the envelope on, on songs that say, lift your hands or, or shout for joy or any of those things. If your church isn't necessarily there yet, then, you know, the worship's all about the heart, but the outward thing is, is part of that, and, um, and it might be that you stay away from songs until you grow a little more in that, so that they're able to worship without wondering if it's awkward to say, I stand and lift my hands, but no one is or does, and so that's one aspect. Don't just base your choices on the charts or what is popular. Use that as a tool and do a good mix so that you're able to think about the heart of your church. The fourth one is, where is God inspiring you? You've been placed there as a worship leader in your church. And so what God is doing in your life may be a catalyst for a new song or a particular song in worship. Maybe there's a song been rolling through your mind this week or this month, or you know, you've know you got it on your heart, you've heard it on the radio a hundred times or whatever the case is. And that potentially is a good one to pick for some Sunday coming up. Often, if there's a song you want your church to learn in the future, you just pick a random Sunday and throw it in there and slowly build it until it becomes the time. We've often done that leading up to Easter, where we might learn a couple new songs in January and uh, throw them in again a month later. And then by Easter, they feel like they know it, but it's still really new, and it's a perfect kind of combination. Songs that have inspired you That you teach the church. And who knows, you might actually be inspired to write a song for your church. There's a a lot to uh, knowing the heart of your people and knowing what's coming up. And a song that is written specifically for a church has a whole nother um, level of energy and connection. And whatever the case, it's good that you and your team are inspired to sing a song because the best leadership is going to be the enthusiastic team that is really wanting to be there singing and be inspired about those songs and those lyrics and that is what's going to be contagious. I have mentioned before that uh, for every, you know, 10 times the worship band has heard the song, the congregation only hears it once. And so after rehearsal and practice and putting it together and sound checks and rehearsals and then, you know, two services maybe sometimes more, all of a sudden you've heard it a bunch and your congregation is just catching on. So there is a chance that after singing this song, you know, 30 to 40, 50 times, you're kind of thinking it's old, but to the congregation, it's still new. So in those cases, you just have to be inspired by the fact that the congregation is connecting. And as they connect, it's kind of new and fresh again for you as well. So before we get to the fifth one, we have choosing songs that fit the message and the theme, choosing songs that fit the ability of your team members, choosing songs that fit the heart of your congregation, choosing songs that are inspiring you and the last choose songs that help you with this overarching goal to help the church sing. Grant Norsworthy was on our worship leader toolbox podcast and did a great job sharing uh, information and the idea of singing being the goal. It's hard to know if you've been a successful worship team, it's hard to have those kind of markers, but singing is one of them. When the congregation is singing, the worship band is doing well at their job and so the goal being voices lifting up praise to god that is an outward and visible, easily noted sign that you're choosing songs that are helping it happen what's interesting is is as you choose these songs with those goals of helping the church sing then you start realizing what is working and what's fitting and you start building momentum As you build momentum there's a sunday you could take you could do something totally different and you know it's going to be okay because your goal is for the congregation to sing not necessarily to put on this certain type of of uh, image incidentally the goal that people would be singing also helps in other areas of your ministry maybe you're dealing with some sort of issue of um, stage presence that's going to hinder people singing Or maybe there's some sort of issue with the volume of the band or the drummer or the audio system in general. And um, each of those things, you're able to meet up with your team and you're able to say, hey, what's our main goal? It is to get people to sing. And is this helping our main goal? If the drums are so loud or the sound is so loud that people can't even join in in lifting their voices, then you might need to shift a little bit and make a change so that you are able to do it. But in choosing songs you want to pick songs that your church can sing. This plays out in a couple practical ways. One is that you don't just have three or four new songs all at once. Even when we go lead worship at other churches, I will try to determine at least three of the five or six songs are worship songs that they sing on a regular basis or at least know pretty well. And then we might throw in a couple new ones just because they sort of expect something new if there's a guest worship band. But if the goal is going to be singing, then that is going to help you build a framework for what you do in choosing songs. But here are the five again. Choose songs based on the message in Scripture, on the ability of team members, on the heart of the congregation, on where God is inspiring and leading you, and with a desire for the church to sing. Thanks for listening to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, and so grateful to have you be a part of the ministry with us. And we'd love to have you rate and share this podcast to um, put it together for uh, your team to listen sometime, maybe to send to other worship leader friends, whatever would be helpful to you. That's what we want to do. For anybody who's regularly listening, you notice that Clint's not here today. He'll be on a future podcast, but um, we've got a a new geographical hurdle to uh, overcome and uh, he's gotten a new opportunity to serve in another part of our state. And so Clint, we appreciate your ministry on the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast and we'll be getting connected soon. Thank you all for being a part of today and we'll see you next time.